Welcome to our uh, August podcast. Um, last time we met, we talked about reflection and uh, we had some really interesting dialogues and conversations about reflection, I think. Uh, and we started a WhatsApp group. I don't remember. Maybe we had that already last time. Yeah, so we... Um so a couple of months ago, we started the WhatsApp group, but we have um, we have now a great grand total of twelve people on the group, including the two of us. So it's uh, it's really nice to have you guys on that group. And uh, since we had the last episode, which is a little while ago, we uh, we had one conversation about um, about presence versus reflection. So is it possible to do both? How can you reflect on the past if you're present in the present moment? And um, what we talked about really is that you can also be present with reflection process. So you're present looking back at the past and you could also be present with the planning process. So presence is not necessarily um, inconsistent with looking to the past or looking to the future it's uh it's completely consistent i think we said but i do see the trap i mean it's a is a i think it's a pretty common trap because mm. it's easy to stay at least for me if i talk from my personal example um i can easily stay for too long in reflection and let it become more of a you know walk down memory lane that takes me further and further and further and all of a sudden I actually have left the present moment and it's not so helpful anymore. Mm. So maybe others are like that with, I think it's perhaps for some people, at least when I, I talk to people, it seems to be more common with planning. Mm. So, so let's, let's take that one as an example and, and look at the difference. So at one point you could sit down. So let's say you are doing a big speech uh, next week. Right, and you want to plan for that. You want to prepare mm. that. You want to design it. You want to think about what you're going to say and so on. So you are present with that process, and you sit down and you think about it and you make some notes. The other, the opposite, or the the the, uh, the other way of looking at that would be, you're constantly in your mind walking through that speech that you have to do next week, mm. and you're not thinking about anything else, and you're really worrying about it, and you're fearful about it. So that would be not being present, whereas the first one is pr perfectly consistent with presence. Can you see how similar this is when you're stuck in a dream? And I don't know if you had that, but you you know you're working in your dream and you know it's not going to lead anywhere because you're stuck in that piece of work. Mm. And you wake up in the morning and you feel exhausted mm. and you have been doing something, but it's not actually productive. It's a little bit the same, but you're awake. Anyway, let's. Um, uh, I think we should start with today's uh, area of focus. Um, so I asked you a couple of days ago, what's on the top of your mind right now? And you reflected for a bit and, uh, and then you told me it's about surrendering mm. or letting go, I think maybe you said. Yeah, so we, well, I think we said, let's talk about letting go on this, on this episode of the podcast. Why is that relevant to you? Why is it relevant to me? I think it gives me peace to let go. And why is it relevant now? I think it's always relevant. It's not more or less relevant today. Um, I have been reflecting on it quite a bit over the last few weeks. 
reading some books on it. Um, um, yeah, so it's it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting topic to talk about. I agree, and I think um, for me, um, letting go. So you said peace. I'd say freedom is uh, perhaps what comes to me, but maybe that's because it's one of my words. If I talk about my values, freedom is such a big value that comes to me, and uh, letting go is such a great tool mm. to live that value. It's amazing, actually. Yeah. So letting go can mean a lot of different things, right? Mm. So, um, and I think when we get into it, we'll probably have also more examples of why it's important to us mm. because we um we could talk about different things that we need to let go of mm. different uh concepts around letting go and they have different reasons why it's important i would say so say a bit more so what are what are the different so let's say we just take an example letting go of control Mm. That's uh, mm -hmm. that's one you should probably talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm working a lot, a lot with letting go of control, and it's a difficult one for me. Um, okay, I can give an example. We um, last week we ran mm. a conference for for a big group, uh, 350 people, and when we um, normally when we do this kind of work, we're extremely well planned. Uh, into the details. So we start with the big design ideas. What, what's the what's the purpose of this? What are our objectives? Um, who is involved? Who is the audience? Um, after the event, um, what tells us whether this has been successful or not? So what do we want to achieve with it? Now, all of this detailed preparation, including technology, including working with a conference company, administrators, uh, and of course, the client. Um, once we've done all that planning and detailed preparation, it's all about letting go. To not get hung up in one detail that perhaps doesn't work out as planned because that will disrupt the whole flow of the overall design. Can you give an purpose. example of what you find difficult to let go of? Technology. Say a bit more. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> this is so funny, actually. When you said technology, I'm, I just have to tell everybody this, but yeah. we're sitting in my living room, right? And yeah. you said technology, and all of a sudden my telly <laughs> went on, and we haven't pressed a button anywhere. So this is, again, technology kind of playing with me. And how uh, funny, because I said to you 10 minutes ago, before we started recording, I've never seen that television on. And all of a sudden it turns itself on. <laughs> I don't understand this. It's spooky. Yeah. Anyway, so technology, I think um, it comes down to trust here. So, for example, I trust you. So the, the work we do on stage, I know it's going to work because it's, it's between you and me. When we have a technician on site and we depend on sound and uh, visuals and light, and it's always a new person, I find it hard to trust that they will be as professional and as diligent as we are when we do our work. So I become very authoritative and very, you know, detailed and um, demanding. And I know I'm demanding. Um, so I don't know what the solution is here, but um, I find it very difficult to let go of that technology control to, mm -hmm. a, to, to a technician or a sound 
specialist. Mm. Mm. But I mean, you worked with me, you've seen me, so you can see also what 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 happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's, I mean, you know how, how, how I enjoy seeing that. Uh, <laughs> 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 letting go of time, for example, letting go of control of time. Mm. Uh, and, you know, in a conference with 350 people, don't get me wrong, time is important. We want things to start on time and finish on time. But I generally sort of think a couple of minutes doesn't really matter that much. Uh, so anyway, so I think um, for me, letting go of control, the, the key word there is, uh, you mentioned it right at the beginning, is surrendering. Um, and these are not my words, actually. These are the words of uh, Michael Singer, who wrote a few books that we uh, both read. Um, and it's surrendering to life, just um, uh, allowing life to take control rather than taking control of life. Um, I think there's something very powerful in that. So if you have set intentions, then you can just let go of control over the details of your life and just say yes to whatever life throws at you. So last week, life threw a technology, in my mind, disaster, but perhaps not a disaster. But there was a, you know, there, there, there was some technology issues. Mm. So for me, a very practical letting go there and then is to, okay, it's happening. You deal with it in front of the audience. Mm. And then it's about letting go and move on to the next part of the program. Yeah. And I would say that disaster potentially made it even better. Right, right. But when you're in, in the middle of that, because you're holding on to that control, mm. that's not how it feels. Yeah. So to then be able to just let go and not feel and just move on, mm. you know, stay in the present moment, move on to the next part and don't let that hunt you or don't mm. judge yourself for it. That's probably, when I'm talking about letting go, that's what I'm practicing a lot. And that's just yeah. one example. And the opposite, let's talk about the opposite of letting go of control. And that is grasping to control. So mm. really holding on to something very tightly so that you almost smother it um, and then become obsessed by it. So I think, um, yeah, letting go of control is a good example. Mm. So, um, should we talk about another one? Mm. Letting go of um, beliefs. Mm. Letting go of old beliefs that don't serve you anymore. Mm. Yeah. Um, or to use another term, limiting beliefs. So, we have beliefs in our in our um, in our system that have been growing since we were children, right? Mm. Um, and those beliefs, sometimes we don't know why we have those beliefs. Um, and we certainly don't know always why we should have those beliefs. Sometimes those beliefs don't just actually help us in life anymore and they, they're they better to let go of mm. and to replace them with a better, more effective belief. Um, so letting go of beliefs is a good example for me of letting go. Mm. Do you have an example? Well, hang on, before we get there, because I think this is this is pretty can be pretty difficult to even articulate what your beliefs are, because to make yourself aware of the fact that you have that belief, it's almost questioning your own personality to a certain extent. 
Mm. So you are who you are because you have your beliefs mm. to a certain extent. And, and your beliefs and your values are very closely linked, I think. Mm. Well, you're saying yeah. uh, a belief could be a limiting, potentially limiting value. Yeah. So, I mean, if I take, connect again to what we were doing last week, if you like, we were both talking about this. In school, I was incredibly shy. I would never stand up and talk in front of people. Mm. Now, that's a long time ago, and it's been a step-by-step process. And that belief I probably let go of a long time ago now. Um, so what belief was behind your shyness? Uh, what belief was behind my shyness? Well, that's a good question. Do I know what belief that was? Probably that I, I, I think it comes back to I'm not good enough. Hmm. I mean, that's a very deep belief. I'm not good enough. And then you can specify, I'm not good enough at. Mm. So I've had it in every situation where I'm in front of people talking for people. So this is an audience. This is a corporate environment. I also had it at the beginning when I was teaching yoga. Mm. Um, I've had it, I think, uh, also when doing speeches Mm. at, let's say, birthday parties or weddings. Mm. Although at that point in time, I started to switch a little bit. So mm. it started to shift, but I hadn't articulated the belief. Yeah. How so, about you? Yeah, so you, you and I, as you know, we share this. Yeah, right? yeah. So we share the shyness and we share the, the, the limiting belief of self-doubt. Mm. Um, and we both have worked for many years, decades, in fact, with that belief. And it's not like you, you just get rid of that just like that. I mean, but letting go of, letting go of beliefs is a very... Uh, potentially very com- very difficult process, and it takes many years to do it. Yeah, but um, but some beliefs. I, I I have an example of a belief that I just I actually decided to change that, and then did, and so that's also possible. And um, the example I have in mind is my limiting beliefs around money. Oh yeah. So I used to believe uh, that it was unethical to be rich. Mm. And um, and I've I've just ditched that belief a few years ago to replace it with the belief that if I add value, I want to be paid really well for it, mm. and that is a much more uh, empowering belief than believing that um, if I would get rich, that would be a bad thing because it's an unethical. Uh, uh, it's unethical to be rich, hmm. to be paid well, and it has served me very well. That that new belief of of I get paid well for adding value. This is interesting because here we actually uh, the opposite in one way. Because I have challenged the belief the other way around, hmm. um, and and I think you know this. So I have a, a couple of clients that I work with uh, pro bono. And I used to think that my added value was always proven through the the uh, what I charged. Mm. Um, and for me to prove to myself, no, that doesn't have to be a link at all. Mm. That, that I can see and feel and notice the added value. And um, I don't need necessarily to get paid for it. Mm. Now, this is a interesting and pretty complex area. I mean, there are reasons why we need to get paid, of course, for for the work that we do, but how you connect it to your bigger why. Why are you doing something? 
Now, how is that connected to how I'm adding value, how I'm servicing or whatever you want to use? Mm. Um, yeah. That's your, that's your bigger why. Yeah. Uh, so, two examples there of letting go? Letting I have go a very simple, simple one as well. For, have, oh, it's still about beliefs. Yeah, it's yeah. Still, no, it's not about beliefs. It's actually another one. Oh, another one, another used, example of letting yeah, go. Okay. Yeah, and letting go. So, and because this was very difficult for me to practice. Um, so, I had this belief that you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I think I grew up with that, and many Swedes will recognize that because that's what we were taught in school, eat well before you go to school. Um, and a couple of years ago, when intermittent fasting became, um, I think, the headline of newspapers and perhaps more for losing weight than anything else, um, I started playing a little bit with, with that so basically what that means is that you you give your body a rest from any food intake for a longer period than you would normally do. So in my case, I stopped eating at dinner time and I, I skipped breakfast and had early lunch. So what is that? 16 hours not eating. It doesn't sound much if, if you think about it or hear about it. But for me to skip that meal of the day that I had so ingrained in me was the most important meal of the day. And also I love breakfast. Mm. It was such a big resistance. And I thought I really needed that food that I would faint otherwise and I was so hungry. But when I actually started doing it, I realized I'm not. Mm. I'm not hungry. Mm. And I'm actually higher on energy without the breakfast than with that breakfast. Yeah. So just to try it out and realize, mm. huh, okay. So that's letting go of the belief that breakfast is always important. Yeah. It's really good, isn't it? And that I can't yeah. function without breakfast. Yeah. Because I think that idea is actually more limiting than um, the fact that I'm not having breakfast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The idea of yeah. I can't function. Yeah, yeah. So another example of letting go. Um, so we've talked about control, we talked about beliefs. Letting mm -hmm. go of planning. Okay, So you go. Planning is something that you and I do a lot, and we are very, very good at it, I would say. Um, and we, uh, we are, um, so we, you know, we have many months in advance. We know what we're doing and the flights are booked and stuff like that. Unlike some people I know. Um, and sometimes uh, letting go of planning and just living uh, spontaneous mm. uh, is a really nice thing to do. And actually very, uh, it feels very good. And so what I recently started experimenting with is just just for a very short while living a nomadic life so just traveling for a week without having any plan any purpose just go and i love that so it's like the antidote to planning is is like this um nomadic spontaneous life mm. so what's so good about it uh feeling of freedom probably so probably letting go of planning gives you sometimes a feeling of freedom that you don't have to follow your plan of mm. course it's aligned with my personality so i would enjoy that anyway mm. to just go with the flow of life mm. you know it's, it's literally shall we go left or shall we go right flip mm. a coin it's mm. that type of you know not having any plan and it's really really enjoyable i uh you remind me i i had the yoga session for a group on tuesday morning and and i played with two quotes that that we have played with as well. And one quote says, if, if you don't know where you're going, you will never get there. 
i.e. plan for where you're going. Mm. And the other one, if you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up in a in more interesting place, mm. i.e. don't plan. Yeah. Yeah. And I think f- for me, the um, mm, spontaneity or letting go of planning or perhaps letting go of of the belief that you think you know best, mm. because for me that's linked. If I don't know, if I let go of the idea that I know, if mm. I let go of planning, mm. I will be much more open. So and and um, I will perhaps see more. So the idea of being very focused sometimes that's good, of course, but the idea of not being so focused is actually much more open because mm. there is no plan and you don't know. Yeah, yeah. You will, I think, experience. Perhaps meetings, um, um, find different solutions, see things that you just wouldn't see otherwise. Mm. It's not on your radar. And it goes back to the surrendering of life, right? Mm. Surrendering to life, sorry. Just take, let life take control mm. rather than you take control of life. But there's something here I can also hear. Um, being a victim versus being in control of your own life. Mm. But I, I can imagine that many people, including me, I think, we're not really into the, you know, the victimization that we find in society these days where people blame other people, society, politicians, other countries, whatever it might be, mm. for the fact that they're not going to take action or um, yeah. they, they can't do anything that is good. They, they, it doesn't matter how I live my life because there will always be something else. Mm. Yeah. What's your view on that? Yeah, so we're not suggesting here that you completely... Uh, yeah, so it, it's an interesting point. So we're not suggesting here that you just start blaming everybody else for whatever happens in your life, right? Mm. so you still have I suppose it perhaps could be about intentions Mm. you still have intentions but it doesn't mean you have to have a detailed plan Um, yeah I think that's probably what I have to say about it and there's also something around can't remember who said that it's certainly not us somebody older and wiser said that a long time ago but if you if you have a belief around that every day is exactly the way it should be, mm. every day is perfect, every mm. moment is perfect in the bigger picture, mm. certainly doesn't feel like that all the time. And it, and it sounds like an utopia if if you're very ill mm. or see a child suffering or, you know. But if there, if there is some truth, if we play the, with the idea that there is some truth in that, mm. it's rather what comes to you and what you do with it mm than the fact that you plan or didn't plan for it. Mm. So it's an attitude to life, I think. Mm. So we give one more quick example of letting go. Okay. Letting go of stuff. Oh, so you're decluttering. You decluttering, minimalism. Um, so because of our lifestyles, we, we tend to gather, acquire quite a lot of things, like cables and computers and books and stuff basically um and uh, clothes and handbags and shoes and we um at some point 
need to look sometimes at those things that we have, that stuff that we have, and just let go of some of it. Um, and there is um, obviously this is a it's probably a topic for an entire uh, episode. Is this idea of letting go of stuff? Um, and there's certainly a lot of people that talk a lot, talk about this. Uh, but I find having a um, a routine of once a month or so decluttering, so going through some of the stuff in my flat and say, I'm going to let go of this because it doesn't mm. serve me anymore because I don't love it anymore, whatever, whatever, mm. whatever you want to say. And, uh, and that for me, for me, that's difficult for books, for example. Mm. I know that for other people, it might be more around, uh, handbags. Um, but there is a, there is a, 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 a really, I think it's a very nice feeling to, to just take a bag of stuff and take it out of your flat and let, let go of it. Mm. Yeah, there's something happening in my experience is that there's something happening in your mind at the same time as you declutter in the physical world. There's a mental decluttering. And yeah. so you almost create more space. I did, um, my personal example here, this summer I, I did big decluttering. And I think the biggest one that has taken most resistance or most, I don't know why I felt it was so difficult to do, but I had, uh, again, back to technology. I had old speakers. I had um, uh, all sorts of, um, what do you call it? The equipment that where you connect speakers to laptops and, I mean, technology, basically. Mm. And I wasn't sure whether it was working or not, and I wasn't sure what to do with it. And every time I look at it, I realize now, that question came to my mind. Mm, now, oh, exactly. should I be fixing this? Should I get rid of it? And because it's in the middle of my of my apartment every day. Yeah. And now it's gone. And it's so nice. <laughs> it feels good, doesn't it? It feels yeah. so good. Yeah. And it's such a small thing, really, once yeah. I decided, okay, let's let's get, get rid of this. Yeah. Yeah. You don't realize, I think, sometimes before mm. you do Yeah, it's a lovely, it's a lovely process. Yeah. Uh, so um, I think those are nice examples. We probably should start wrapping up. Yeah. So uh, any, uh, what's your top three tips on letting go? Well, I think I think a very good question for people to ask themselves is, what do I need to let go of? We have given some examples, right? Let go of control, let go of beliefs, limiting beliefs, let go of planning, which for us is particularly important stuff. Um, what is it that you think you need to let go of? It's a good question to start with and perhaps use some of the examples that we have had. Um, so start reflecting on that. Start um, writing some notes on that. Perhaps start safe taking some action on that mm. and experiment, right? So if it, if it is stuff, for example, experiment with a two-hour decluttering session and see what happens. Maybe something happens similar to what happened to Pia. And if you want to experiment with letting go of planning, I would, if you are a planner, I would suggest plan for the unplanned. So just put some time, dedicate some time mm. in your diary that is not planned. It's the unplanned moment. So you plan for the unplanned. Yeah. So I know it sounds like double negative there. Or yeah, no, it? no, I completely get that. Yeah. Um, and there is, a, I don't know, I have a book here next to me that I'm actually, I bought because I wanted to read it and you might have read it. Yeah, I've read it. You it's, have read it. Yeah, it's, so it's also Michael Singer. So you were mentioning Michael Singer before. It's called The Surrender Experiment. Would yeah. you recommend it then? Well, I'm so gonna, I would I'm recommend The Untethered Soul. Untethered Soul. 
So his first book, I think that's um, that's a brilliant book. And it talks specifically about surrendering to life and letting go of control. And it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful book, actually. The, the second book, The Surrender Experiment, is about his life. It's, uh, it explains how he surrendered to life and what the impact of that was. And it's, uh, it's pretty, it's a power, I mean, it's a powerful story. It's a powerful and it's a very easy story to read. Mm. I think the first book is better. Okay. Yeah. Well, I agree. I really like the first book and I'm going to read this one too. I yeah. Think. And you'll read this in an hour or two. It's very mm. quick. Yeah. Okay. Whereas the first one, I, I think you keep going back to the, to the, the quotes and so on. It's very powerful. Mm. So, should we leave it at that then? We'll leave it like that. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Until the next time, guys. Until the next time. Bye.